Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is October 12, 2020, and we are one day out, that's right, 24 hours away or less to PMA Fresh Summit. We have four special guests on the line today who are all excited about PMA Fresh Summit. Our first guest, Megan McCarthy, or as I know her, Chef Megan, the owner of HealthyEating101.com. Now, Megan is a healthy lifestyle consultant, influencer, and chef teaching you how to prepare healthy, delicious foods and incorporate them into your everyday eating lifestyle. Let's not forget that we're also going to hear from our sponsors, Terra Exports, Ag Tools, and here's some of those weekend winners from Indianapolis Fruit Company. Now, our last three guests that we have are all part of the Produce Marketing Association. We have Kathy Burns, Lauren Scott, and Max Teplitsky. We're going to talk with these three about what it takes to put on a virtual conference, why you should attend a virtual conference, and how and what to do on this virtual platform. We are going to have a lot of good episodes dropping this week, so stay tuned and get ready for the Produce Industry Podcast and the Produce Industry Show, releasing a lot of good content this week during PMA Fresh Summit. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get Chef Megan on the line. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show today. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Oh, fantastic. It's always great to hear from a chef. And our guests are going to hear a little bit more about you. But it just gets me going on what I'm going to cook tonight. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Listen, I'm a horrible cook, but I, I still do it, okay? I still stand by it and will still cook as much as I can throughout the week. But uh, I appreciate you coming on the show today. We, uh, we met through a mutual colleague slash friend of ours, Mary Blackman, who was uh, actually on episode 46. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Mary is quite a hoot. So and I have uh, done a lot of work together, um, you know, recipe development uh, for her thing. And um, uh, I actually knew her before that. Uh, I w- I've been in the produce industry for many, many years. And when she uh, started down that road, I, I had suggested to her, hey, you should check out PMA and the you know, produce industry. And she was... Use she, some of my ideas to put on your website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Hey, that, that, that's what happens. But hey, well, that's cool how we got connected. And that's what the produce industry is all about, right? It's these relationships that we create, the community that we build. And that brought me kind of looking at what you do um, with Healthy Eating 101. And that's kind of what we're going to learn about um, in this short session today. So, I want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, you've got some cool things that you have with uh, the the cooking, the chef, I would say, part of the industry. So let's chat about that. Talk to me about why, when, and how you came to start Healthy Eating 101. Well, uh, that was very easy for me because I actually, um, in about 1994, 
uh, I was a vegan <laughs> and um, I was living in Chicago and um, back, that was actually back before vegans were born, of course, but um, uh, <laughs> so I call myself a recovering vegan, but recovering. I had moved, uh, yeah, I moved to Atlanta and I, um, I was doing some recipe writing for a couple of national food brands and I, I really, uh, my former business was called Megan's Vegans. And, and so then um, I was like, well, I can't really do that because I'm not really a vegan anymore. So I just kind of went with a bigger umbrella with Healthy Eating 101 and teaching people how to eat healthy, um, just in a very simplistic, um, down to the down to the lettuce leaf, uh, kind of. Down to the leaf. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the stuff that's just given to us from Mother Nature, basically. And so it's about building up recipes from the ground up, right? From Mother Nature or, you know, or your neighbor's garden. Or I was say like your that. Yeah. Garden. <laughs> yeah. so my sister in law is a very, very healthy either, either, e- eater. And uh, she enjoys it. You know, it, it's funny because I remember we went on a, a family trip. We're all out of Airbnb together. And she starts cooking Sunday morning breakfast with beans and all the different. <laughs> you weren't smelling any bacon that no. day. No. Huh? <laughs> and my brother-in-law, he flipped. Like he was like, so where's the protein? And she was like, well, your beans. And, and she's like, we have tomatoes and we have this. And he was just like, where's the meat and wow. it, was like, it was like the funniest thing ever but she yeah. was sitting there like i don't understand for one day you guys can't eat healthy you know what i mean and he's like i gotta have some bacon but that's yeah. what's crazy it, it's it's a life choice it's a decision everybody i mean that's what's crazy it's like you 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 think that like it just it comes natural no i mean putting fruits and vegetables in your body is, is a choice Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you go to my Instagram, it's really kind of one of these things that, I mean, if there's not a fruit or vegetable in the photo, then I probably didn't take it, you know, so, uh, and it's, it's, it it really is a way of life. Um, My mother has been my role model. She's 85 years old and she's the only one in her building, not on medication. So I'm going to go follow that way of life. Mm -hmm. So she's still um, cooking. Oh yeah, she is. She's just, she's, you know, been quarantined in her, you know, so she's, she's a little bored. Oh man, <laughs> I feel it, aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, my siblings all bring her food and, and stuff, um, you know, for home, home cooking things. But I, uh, I simply remind her all the time, you know, just the, just go back to the basics, you know, she's always loved broccoli and things, you know, so it's, it's kind of like working off of what you already know, because you're not going to get through this life without eating fruits and vegetables. You, you have to, I mean, I, I agree. And that's why we're here. I mean, I, I started the produce industry podcast, you know, get more awareness to the produce industry, right? I mean, that's yeah, what we yeah. wanted to do. Um, so right. Let's give you a little bit of a kudos real quick, because recently, um, I heard that uh, you were voted best cooking classes for the everyday chef in Atlanta too. I, yeah. I heard that as well. Yeah, that actually that was a pretty a pretty great surprise there. Um, just seeing actually the sizing up the competition. Those were actual cooking schools, and actually one of the ones I was, um, uh, you know, voted uh, alongside with. I actually cook at that 
cooking school. <laughs> I mean, I teach cooking classes there and I actually won my own uh, because I, I started branching out on my own because I like going to, you know, people's homes where they actually do cook or having them come here and just, it's a very personable and uh, personal um, way of learning. And uh, as it, it's, you know, it's not just online anymore, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. A lot of my, uh, I would say, and you're probably going to hate me for this, but some of my meal inspirations, like I can get off YouTube sometimes too. I mean, I know Absolutely. That, I yeah. mean, that's a good one. You're probably like, you better be on my YouTube channel then. But oh. um, yeah, that's kind of how I look at it sometimes. If I can't find something, I don't go to Google anymore and say how to or what temperature I just go to YouTube now and I'm like, you know, how to barbecue this or, you know, it, it literally you can get a little four or five minute clip of what to do, how to do it and when to do it. So I think absolutely. That's well, you know, a lot of times you, you don't even know, um, you know, or the uh, cutting an onion. Um, a lot of people are afraid to cut an onion. A, they think they're going to do it wrong because they've watched too much Food Network and they didn't really uh, teach it, but just, oh, here, throw in the onions. But um, when you do go to YouTube and see those uh, videos, it, 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 it's a learning process and you, you really have to see the visual. Um, I would, you know. Seeing is believing. Yeah, absolutely. And, right? and, and there's more ways to cut an onion than you can oh, imagine. Listen, so. <laughs> when, when I saw some, listen, I used to chop onions, okay? I used to chop yeah. onions all the time, okay? Yeah. And then when I got that chopper, that little thing, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't chopped an ice wonder. Like I'll walk into somebody else's <laughs> house and I'll watch them chopping an onion. And I'm like, this guy must not know about the chopper. I'm like, this yeah. still no, well, by hand there. <laughs> you don't but, have to cry as much either. Yeah, you, so, yeah, you get it done so much, so much quicker with the onion. But um, that's, so, that's so crazy. And it's true. I love what I like the fact is, is that YouTube, Instagram, um, pretty much all social media has made it, uh, I would say, aware there or brought awareness to a lot of recipes, meal inspirations, especially during this time. I mean, that's even how I met Mary. I mean, I saw some of her scrolling ads through Facebook. I don't even know how they popped up in my feed. And then right. I was like, who? Who is this lady? Why am I getting, I knew it. They're watching me. I keep talking about produce and more produce stuff showing up. That's right. That's right. We all just fall right into your lap here. But it's so, good. I mean, cause I don't think the recognition was there before because I don't think that everybody realized all the chefs that, you know, were behind the scenes cooking at all the restaurants, all these uh, food service operations that, uh, that were and the day. trade shows. Oh yeah. The trade shows, the PMA. Yeah. yeah PMA. Yeah. I love the PMA. It's, this is this it's is crazy. a big this is a big year to not go to the PMA uh, in person. So it's uh, I've I've been doing the PMA for one client, the same client for twenty years. And, and this is the um, first year you would not be going to the PMA virtual or mm -hmm. sorry the PMA Fresh Summit, like actual summit. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, I'm very yeah. sad. I'm very sad because uh, there are a lot of friends and a lot of um, people you develop relationships over the years just because you see them all the time every year. It's kind of like a, yeah, and, and they usually have a really good concert 
or so, or two. I've heard. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've heard. I just started finding out about this kind of stuff. You know what? Unlike other people, um, I would go to work at these PMAs. I would go to a mm-hmm. few dinners. I didn't know about these parties and all these these big things that happen. I was yeah. too getting, I was too busy getting work done. I mean, I had to get oh, yeah. paid for these things, so I had to get it done. You know what I mean? I couldn't go to these extracurricular activities as much as I wanted to. But um, well, it's not like I wasn't on my feet all day for twelve hours, like you know, prepping and doing the show and hey. talking to people and you when know you do what you out. love you never work another day in your life right right, right. i've called yeah. it out now <laughs> well <laughs> well I, I gotta say the industry has changed so much over the years and it's been beautiful uh because um back back uh when i first started i was like so rare that there were women and cool women <laughs> that were involved in this and and uh, we've seen such a growth of uh female um, and just a lot more diversity in the whole industry. And uh, it's, been, it's been pretty cool to see that um, grow over the years. And, I agree. Um, we talked about that yeah. a little bit off mic the first time we talked. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that a lot of women leaders ha- are stepping up and, and being in place where they are. There's a lot of good companies that have a lot of great women leaders in the produce industry. And like I always say, there's a lot of old school companies still out there, Megan, you know, because we talked about it. But guess what? Yeah. It's, the time has already changed. They're just behind the times now. You know what I mean? We've, <laughs> we've talked about that. So it, it's it, a lot of things have changed and we love it too. I, I love your yeah. part of it. And you know what? You, you write a lot of recipes for not, a lot of national food brands. You're a personal chef, instructor um, for anybody looking for healthy food transformation in everyday life. And that to me is a downright leader not just in the produce industry, but that's just life. So we appreciate that. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, Megan, how can we get a hold of Chef Megan? Um, well, I have a website. It's called healthyeating101.com. And uh, I have also Chef Megan 101 on Instagram. And then all Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest are all Chef Megan 101. And um, I, I, I love this industry and I love produce and I'm also a, a produce for better health ambassador. So I'm out there um, encouraging people to get their daily um, dose of fruits and vegetables so we can stay get healthy and, and go forward. Yeah. Get it in. And I tell mm-hmm. this on another podcast, you produce people. Don't be shortchanging the produce industry. You guys all better get out there and eat your produce because we'll find out if you're not. Okay. Yeah. Right. Produce. So, um, (laughs) Megan, thanks for coming on the show today, and we appreciate you. you. Thank you. Wow, what a great conversation with Chef Megan. Hey, before we get on the phone with PMA, let's hear from some of our sponsors. Welcome to Terra Exports, a fast-paced, entrepreneurial, and innovative, multinational fresh produce company with eight divisions worldwide that handle fruits and vegetables across 65 countries. Did you know that Terra Exports was featured three times in Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies? Terra Exports starts at the ground, literally, with the growth of the product at the farm all the way through distribution channels up into the end user. They take pride in their products, arriving fresh and damage-free, and they're there every step of the way, working alongside suppliers and customers who share in their common goal. 
Visit Terra Exports at www.terraexports.com as well as following them on social media on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If you get on their website, you can also check their availability calendars and all of the produce that they have in store. When you join Terra Exports, you become a member of their global team of thinkers, innovators, dreamers, and doers who are bringing a fresh approach to the produce and supply chain industry. So reach out to Terra Exports today at terraexports.com. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from some of our sponsors. So with it being PMA's Fresh Summit Week, we are here to kick it off with Kathy Burns, Lauren Scott, and Max Teplitsky. So let's kick this off and get Kathy on the line today. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Patrick. Really great being with you. You know, we are in the midst of PMA Fresh Summit, one of the largest, I would say, in-person trade shows of the produce industry. And this, I would say, beast has gone virtual. Now, we did PMA Food food Service Delivered, and that's when we last saw each other. I don't know if you remember when we were cooking our waffles and and chicken and having a great time in the kitchen, weren't we? I do. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciated you being there and uh, really telling the story of the virtual event in, in July. It's it's been crazy, a lot of virtual events. But like I said, this being uh, one of the largest produce events, um, with Fresh Summit being the largest, and I keep saying that. Um, yeah. How does it feel being that it's PMA Week, and how do you feel about being virtual? Yeah. So first of all, uh, I I would be remiss in saying I'm disappointed that we're not together as a global community in person, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm going to miss it terribly. But having said that. Um, It really shows the resiliency of the industry, Patrick. It's unbelievable the support that we've received uh, from exhibitors, from sponsors, and from the buy side. We have right now, as as we're talking, we have over 2,100 buyers registered for the event next next week, uh, which is unbelievable. Just to give you context, normally we have about 1,300 buyers that come to our in-person event, event. So the ability to expand our audience and go deeper into organizations and even more global, the chance to include more buyers, um, because there obviously are no travel restrictions to participate and expand upon uh, um, across multiple time zones is giving people that normally wouldn't be able to participate in Fresh Summit the opportunity to do so. So the agility, the resilience, the commitment to our industry, if we haven't heard Uh, once we've heard a thousand times, PMA, we need you to continue to ensure that we stay connected uh, as an industry to create the community, to drive the commercialization of our business. And we're doing just that. And we'll do that at first summer. Yeah. And I know that there's been a lot of industry talk. I even did a podcast with uh, Chris Bayon of Pure Flavor and uh, Roger 
um, from Stamilt uh, Growers and uh, Roger Pepperell. And we were talking about that, like what is in it? What are trade shows going to have to do or associations going to have to do to pivot? And the, the exact thing we all talked about um, was about content, was about yeah. relationships, was about networking. Because regardless of where we are today, we have to uh, look for that opportunity, right? It's not just going to be given to us. So bringing people together collectively has to still happen. And I know that there's a lot of industry people out there going, well, what's this? What do, you know, how can we do this virtual event? Should yeah. I even waste my time? And I'm, I'm going to be real with you, okay? Yeah. I tell people. You got to be in it to win it, right? I mean, that's the true nature of this. You got to get involved. You got to put your profile up. And I'm not saying this like it's like a task or a duty, right, Kathy? But right. again, it would, what would you do to be involved at a regular showcase, right? For instance, if Zoom goes down or if things happen, you have to deal with it. Pick up the technical, technical difficulties and move forward. We're not in person. We can't just scream if a mic goes out, right? So <laughs> yeah. these are things we have to do um, to get beyond that. And I think that um, that was going to be kind of my next question. How are those sure. members responding? Because I've seen you guys from the start of the pandemic res response, right? Being reactive and resilient. And then PMA food centers food service delivered came being proactive and I would say a little aggressive getting on board, getting all the chefs doing what you guys did. Yep. And now we're at PMA. Your yeah. sponsors, the members are there. The, the buyers have grown up and that's kind of where I was going. It seems like it's a collective cohesive building network moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I love your spirit um, and your orientation towards making virtual work. It's not the preferred model uh, for any of us but it's what we have right now and it's so important to connect and convene and to deliver content in a way that's digestible actually patrick i'll go back to the beginning of the um the pandemic when we did an acute level of listening and we're still doing that to our members and we heard consistently provide forums where we can connect we can share best practices we can talk about what's working and what and what's not working and let's make sure that we're not in this alone <laughs> and so obviously the advent of virtual town halls every wednesday at noon eastern came but there was also um, tactical tools that we provided the industry again based on what we were hearing that the industry needed um, both um, both the industry and our members at large and you're gonna see that at Fresh Summit too. Content is king. And the opportunity to understand what the needs and challenges are for the industry and deliver that content in a timely, relevant, easy to digest manner. Um, connections, as I mentioned before, connections between buyers and sellers is, the, is at the core of who PMA is. Um, certainly at Fresh Summit, but also the other 362 days of the year um, we are. We will deliver on that uh, at Fresh Summit as well, and then community. We're going to have some surprise and delight elements that I'm just. I'm just not going to reveal yet, Patrick. Uh, that people will experience throughout the three days. Um, and Fresh Summit actually goes far beyond the three days of content and education, connection and community. Um, the platform will be up and live through November 13th, where buyers can, and sellers can continue to connect and ultimately um, work to drive business, drive demand for our products, which at the end of the day is what we're all about, um, and to provide some, again, more commercial value to their businesses. I love it. Well, Kathy, I appreciate, appreciate you jumping on the line today. I got to ask you one more question because sure. it's the most important question that everybody in the industry wants to know, okay? Oh so boy, it's a big setup. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. 
What's your favorite fruit or vegetable? Oh my gosh, Patrick, you're going to actually ask me to pick my favorite child. Yeah, you're going to have to at this point. Me, my favorite is the orange. I'm a citrus fanatic. I love it. Anybody who knows me knows I am the citrus king. I love it. I love citrus. Honestly, I love all fruits and vegetables and I would have to throw in floral as well. Um, that's a huge part of bringing joy uh, to people and especially during this time of, um, of what we're going through right now. The joy of fresh could never be so, you know, so important. So I love them all, including my flowers. I agree with that. I would say we talked about birds of paradise off the mic. Yes, that is did. some of our family's favorite, right? But we have and love all floral, all produce. And I am a produce fan of everything. I love my tomatoes, my avocados, and more. Um, but I'm going to find out, everyone, Kathy's <laughs> favorite fruit or vegetable by the time the year is up. I'm going to get it out of her. So, Kathy, thank you for joining the show today. And we look forward to a great week at PMA Fresh Summit. Thanks so much, Patrick. Can't wait to, to see you there. It was nice to talk to Kathy about the PMA and Fresh Summit. There's a lot going on this week, so make sure that you get involved, register now, log in, create your profile, and start networking today. Next, we're going to talk with Lauren Scott, and we're going to chat about what it took to get this virtual showcase off the ground onto the internet, as well as we're going to talk about if you are a first-time attendee or if you're thinking about attending or not attending, we're going to give you a couple reasons why. So let's get Lauren on the line. Hey, Lauren, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to talk to you again. We are back for round two of a PMA party. Am I right? That's right. The party's continuing. The party is living on. <laughs> we had Lauren on the show back in the PMA food service delivered concert where we were having a party then and we are finishing this party out in October of the Fresh Summit. PMA is going all virtual and guess what? We have some pretty exciting news and Lauren and I are going to kind of go over this schedule of what to expect over the next three days. So Lauren, what do you think? What should be the top calendar invite, the top thing to put on our schedule for this jam pack week? I'd say the top thing to put on your schedule is the state of the industry. Kathy Burns will be giving her annual address. And so go, first of all, make sure that you register because I know there's a lot of people out there. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't want to go virtual. It's easy go on, register, and mark your calendar for Kathy's State of the Industry presentation. Um, check your local listings for the, for the exact time. The other thing I would say is when you're coming to a virtual event, know really what your objective is because um, you can easily find out through the schedule how to do it. So for example, if you want to connect with the community, we have the planned connect reflect and connect sessions that are in uh, at one time. Then there's the general session and the education. And of course, there's the receptions in the evening. So it's, it's very similar to a schedule that you would have in person, um, but the way that it manifests itself is different. But um, you certainly can both connect to your business connections as well as get your personal growth at the Fresh Summit party. Yeah, for sure. One thing I was talking with uh, one of our one of my colleagues about, he was like, "Hey, you know, you do this. What should I go to?" Right? And obviously, uh, my opinion on what to go to is probably way different than somebody else's opinion, right? Um, but even with some of my coworkers, they were saying the same thing. They're like, "What should I go to? Should I just go to everything?" And I'm like, "Listen, stop." if you think you're going to just go sit at an eight to five day and just watch zoom calls all day and, and just be involved like that way, 
I'm like, don't go. Right. I, I was like, you got to literally look at this. Like Lauren, you just said, okay, start with the general session state of the industry. We're going to mark that on the calendar. If you look through the calendar, if there's not something that pertains maybe to your uh, your job skill or your position and you're not willing to learn and you got some other things to do at the time, just like if you were at a show, if you had a meeting, uh, then step away from it. But always, as I keep telling everybody, make sure you're at the networking events, make sure you're at the general sessions and make sure, like you said, have a plan in place because anybody can get on the internet, Lauren, and it, like you said earlier, it's like breaking the internet. You start on one trail, right? And another tab opens and another tab opens and another tab opens. And that objective <laughs> is gone. It just blows up. There's no more goal anymore of why you're here. You, you hit the nail on the head. I, I think that because virtual is so easy to have access, it, we're tempted to not prepare. Certainly, yep. uh, if you're going someplace physically, you have maybe your plane time or your, your car time to think through what my objective is to start to map out your schedule. You really need to have that same diligence. The good news is about virtual is you can just go into the schedule, you can click it, you can put it on your calendar. Uh, that's the other thing too, please put, put these things on your calendar. You're not going to remember, um, even if you have the best intention. So go into the schedule, put the things that are most critical to you on your calendar and work your show. Yeah, I agree. I do agree with you. Cause that is one of the hardest things is that even I noticed ready for this. I'm going to pull a, pull a dad thing here. Here we go. <laughs> E-learning is I thought I was able to keep the kids schedule in my mind. Like, Oh, they go on at nine and 11, right? No, 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 no. I started having to put these in my, my watch, right? My iWatch, my phone, create calendar invites for myself to really remind me, Hey, 10 minutes, you got to have this person get on. It's just like us, right? You get, you get your alerts like 10 minutes before you, you got to start preparing, get on. I exactly. hate to say it, right? Make sure your lighting's right. Make sure your audio is working. M make sure, I hate to say it, make sure you don't have dirty underwear on your, uh, on your door behind you. <laughs> Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Right. Exactly. <laughs> These are all things that, you know, if you were in person, you'd be making sure you didn't have anything in your teeth. You're, you know, there's sort of things we all do as people. I mean, right. When we're in person. So it's, it's kind of the same, but I also say take a more relaxed approach about it as in be yourself and get ready to engage. Right. Exactly. I think it's also you're using different muscles. Like someone said it best, if you're in a trade show in person, it's your feet are hurting, where if it's mm -hmm. virtual, it could be that your eyes may be, may be hurting. But it's the same care and consideration that you have to give for yourself. Again, knowing what you're there for and, and having that self-care so you can get the most out of the experience. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about what it took to get this event off the ground. I know over the last few weeks, I've been getting emails um, from your team, just getting some things ready for the podcast, as well as seeing some things that from the community, right? Videos on Facebook and all around LinkedIn. But really, what has it taken to get off the ground for PMA Fresh Summit virtually? So first off is to be very clear. It's like your North Star of what's the purpose and, and that doesn't change no matter what the form. It's about how do we bring the industry together for the commercial business? So that's at the heart of it. The second piece of it is how do we give opportunities for people in the industry to learn? And then finally, how to have connections that we've seen through COVID. It's those connections that we've made through the years that helped us to be resilient. So making sure that we continue to deliver that. So once you have those principles, which are, which are truly evergreen, how that manifests itself certainly is different. Like I said, different muscles and different tools and different technology, but staying really clear on, okay, ultimately what we're trying to do. And the good thing about PMA as opposed to other 
organizations is PMA is a member organization for the members by the members. So I'm thrilled all the contributions, we, we were starting to count how many different faces of members are popping up through the Fresh Summit experience. And we, we're almost losing count at this point because it's really their energy and their needs that drive what Fresh Summit looks like because ultimately it's for them. I agree. And, and I think that you guys are going to get a lot more people to join it. Uh, I say join it, but join PMA because virtual to me, like I was telling, uh, telling Kathy um, on a call, is that to me, I am the guy that is at home with two kids and my wife still. So everybody's e-learning in my house. My wife's a teacher mm -hmm. and both my kids. I'm not going to be able to travel even if travel starts going back because my kids are at home e-learning this year. I mean, my wife's at home e-learning this year. So it's like, it's so great for me because now I can get on and be at these places and decide where I want to go and what I want to see. And a lot of industries, um, you know, before this, before COVID were, were selling content, they were having people record, um, but it just didn't work in our industry. Now we're starting to see um, one, the youth in our industry, right? This next generation coming up is heavily involved in technology. So we know we're seeing um, young account managers and executives just getting on this and loving it, right? So that's where I think that it's going to elevate for sure. And that, that kind of brings me to the last thing I want to talk about, um, which is new people coming to these virtual events. I mean, if, if you're thinking or skeptical, maybe saying, I don't know if I want to waste my time on this. Should I go to this virtual event? I mean, Lauren, why join the PMA virtual event next week? Start with your objective. Think about what it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to make connections with buyers, we, we have more buyers at this virtual event than we've had in person at Fresh Summit. If, if there's a new product that you have that you want to sell, if there's someone that you want to connect with, whether it's a buyer or a peer or a colleague, you need to be there. If you found yourself saying that there's more information that you want to know about the industry and the world and the contribution that you're making to grow a healthier world, then you need to be there. If you just want to break from the monotony of your everyday and to experience something different, you need to be there. But I think being really clear as to what you're trying to get out of it. And the other thing too, is I would offer is to communicate. PMA staff are here to help make sure that you get the tailored experience that's important for you to meet your objective because everyone's time is precious. And we certainly recognize that in the virtual world when people's day jobs are continuing. So I would say for anybody who has joined to either exhibit or to, or to register, thank you so much for doing that. And for anyone who's contemplating whether they should, go ahead, take the leap. There's plenty of people, your colleagues that are there on the other side to help to guide you. And certainly the PMA and CGT staff are as well. So we, we certainly hope to see you there next week and beyond. I was going to say, boom. And the party is begun. It has started. PMA Fresh Summit is here. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show, representing the Produce Marketing Association and everything that you've been doing. And obviously we've talked now and have connected through this virtual world. So thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Nice to see you. Lauren's always a treat to have on the show. We seem to be having a party or a concert every single time she's involved in a showcase. So I got to start having her on more. Maybe we'll start having some other parties and some other things show up on the Produce Industry Podcast or the Produce Industry Show. Next, we're going to talk with Max Teplitsky about food safety and about guiding your way through this virtual showcase. Max is also involved in the government and regulatory processes for the Produce Marketing Association. 
So without further ado, let's get Max on the line and chat a little bit more about PMA Fresh Summit. Hey, Max, welcome to the show today. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Welcome uh, to doing, Fresh Summit. I was going to say, doing fantastic. It's PMA Fresh Summit. I mean, we went from a meeting in person, one of the largest trade shows of the year, goes virtual. And it's still a ton of fun, and we're still meeting, and we're still making connections, and tremendous educational opportunities. So the only things that I'm missing are the smells and the tactile experiences. And you know what I did? I went to the grocery stores this weekend, and I bought a ton of different fruits and vegetables to fill my house with uh, the scents and the spiciness and the, you know, the floral excitement. So I'm, I'm ready. That's awesome. I was talking to a few of your colleagues earlier and they had floral in the backgrounds of their, their Zoom pictures. And it was great because we talked about birds of paradise. We talked about different floral arrangements and all the produce. I, I do agree. You got to have produce and floral around you uh, for the uh, PMA Fresh Summit week because guess what? If you were going to be at Fresh Summit, you would see all this and smell all this as well. So uh, I totally agree with you. I think I, you, you have sprung me to probably get a few more fruits, vegetables, and some floral for my desk for next week. So I appreciate that, Max. So, but let's get down to it. Let's talk real quick about Fresh Summit. Let's talk about what we're going to do this entire week. Um, I talked with Kathy. I've talked with Lauren. And we have this nice, a huge schedule going over everything and anything. But when it comes to your wheelhouse and what we've talked about, um, nutritional guidelines, healthy eating, you know, produce safety in our industry, you know, what is the PMA really doing and what, what can you speak to of how the PMA is addressing this for our industry? Of course. Um, well, our goal is to grow a healthier world and we grow a healthier world to different ways. First, we make sure that everybody is eating fruits and vegetables. There is no healthier food on the planet, really. Um, and it's engagement with the um, academic community. Uh, throughout the year, we hosted academic researchers who told us about the benefits of fruits and vegetables. They shared their little tips and tricks on how to make kids um, eat fruits and vegetables, how to um, change diets so that these changes are sustainable and durable throughout uh, a person's lifetime. We were also engaged with um, USDA because, as you know, this year they came out with their scientific report that will be a foundation of the nutritional guidelines. So PMA formed a task force and we provided feedback to USDA to make sure that uh, we continue to increase consumption of fruits and vegetables in schools and that will translate into healthy eating throughout the entire lifestyle, um, life, through the, throughout the entire life of, um, of a person. And um, I'm so excited to see these efforts amplified and sort of see these efforts culminate at Fresh Summit. And we have, well, number one, all the booth and displays from our uh, producers and growers and shippers. And it's just a dizzying, fantastic array of fruits and vegetables that I know we miss seeing in person, but um, many of the virtual booths that um, have been put together, they are just breathtakingly fascinating. Uh, with all new products, and um, I'm really excited to see all of that. And uh, we'll also have educational programming. We have um, Dr. Lee, who, as you know, um, is a champion of healthy eating and um, an author of the book, Eat to Beat the Disease, and he really catalogs all the many ways that um, fruits and vegetables can help us um, beat chronic 
chronic illnesses. And um, this is another way to highlight the importance of healthy diets and importance of eating fruits and vegetables um, with every meal. You know, I normally have fruits and vegetables with almost every meal. I mean, I try, if I cook eggs, I'll try to put a tomatoes or avocados, onions, you name it, the burgers, not traditional beef burgers. I'm a turkey burger type of guy. Uh, but the same thing, always put some types of fruit and vegetables within your meals. And I agree. I was at Dr. Lee's last, I would say, uh, the PMA food service uh, delivered um, show, the virtual show. Um, I was there. I was the first 50 to be in that Zoom call. So I actually got his, uh, his book. It's a very large book. I was hoping to get a signature in there. I was really, I was looking through the first few pages. I was like, oh man, he didn't sign it. I was like, now I got a reason to see the gentleman in person to, and bring his book. But I agree. I was looking through it. I didn't start it like a traditional chapter book. I started skimming through it, looking at some of the things that were being said. And I was like, wow, okay, some of these fresh fruits and vegetables, if eaten on a normal basis, have all these products, all these nutrients in there to help fight certain diseases. So it's really cool. And it seems like PMA is taking a part in that. Um, seems like they're advocating for our industry as well. And it seems like you've been doing that over the last year, wouldn't you say? Exactly. So healthy eating is one of the, one of the ways that we advocate for healthy eating. And of course, the second component of um, building a healthier world is through food safety. It's promoting food safety education, promoting the food safety culture, both um, in our producers and also in the consumers. We well, know that this year... Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this, this year has been a crazy year, right? I remember where we started um, six months ago when um, you know some of the leading um, YouTubers were advising that people wash fruits and vegetables and Clorox, right? Craziness. So... Um, you know, PMA had to step in and really interfere and really um, interrupt that message. And um, I'm so glad to see that this madness stopped and people are um, buying fruits and vegetables like they should. And they're washing them with running water and they're wiping them with uh, clean paper towels. And that's truly all you need to enjoy fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I would not put bleach or any type no, of chemicals. Never. No. on anything that's going to go in my body to be <laughs> to be frank here so i i completely agree and it, it's it's crazy because there are these little things that you know even you know us if you're in the industry listening or if you're a consumer listening to the podcast it's look there's little things like that that trade associations are doing um you know within washington that are helping you know with these nutritional guidelines healthy eating and more and they're working with you know, doctors that are really donating their time, right, to to helping these causes because they, they want to see that happen. So I love that. Here's another thing that I want to talk about, though. You said food safety. And if you're, if you're someone coming to this show or looking at coming uh, to Fresh Summit and you're thinking to yourself, well, what am I going to do? I mean, am I going to sit on the computer from eight to five or, or, you know, go to these networking events? What's out there for the food safety people to look into at Fresh Summit? Because like I said, you don't, not everybody's like in the organization, Max, right? You know that. I know yep. that. So it's like some people are going to go to the general session, which we encourage you to go to, but other people might want to go to something else. What's out there for the food safety people? Well, number one, we will have a reception on Tuesday afternoon. And um, this is a fun reception just, just for the SciTech crowd. And um, there will be a few surprises there. And then every morning at 10 o'clock, we have a sort of um, reconvene and connect session. 
And this is where we compare notes from the previous day and strategize for what to see during this day. And um, we have those binned out for each category. So we'll have one on traceability, one on technology, one on advocacy, um, and another one, of course, is on produce safety. And um, I think the experience of the virtual platform is so different now. So it's no longer staring at the Brady Bunch uh, screen in your Zoom, right? That is so tired now. Um, but it's building communities, it's getting together, it's discussing things that are important and um, sharing notes and um, recreating as much as possible the in-person experience. We'll also highlight some of the new developments in our education programs. Um, Fresh Ed Academy, something that we rolled out this year, and this is um, a great product. Um, this is educational opportunities that are available um, to our members. And um, you know, as a former professor, um, looking into the Fresh Ed Academy, I'm thinking, wow, this is a great product, a great tool, a great learning experience for everybody in the industry. So lots to look forward to. What I like most about it is, is all the new education that obviously wasn't, not that it wasn't there six months ago, it was there. It just, we used it in a different way. And now that more people are coming to the shows, right? Becoming more virtual, right? They're becoming more of this virtual Brady Bunch and the Brady Bunch is way smaller than this, uh, the produce world, right? <laughs> it's just way yep. smaller. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. There's so much to look forward to and there's so much to do on these virtual shows and it's not the traditional way of doing things, but guess what? Um, neither was the food safety 10 years ago. Remember if you were look at some of the regulatory guidelines just up in, you know, 2010, they're, you know, they're completely different to what they are today. So exactly. Max, um, I want to thank you for giving some of your input on what's to see at the show and what PMA has been doing for the produce industry. And, uh, I look to seeing you on some of the calls this week. Oh, absolutely. Patrick, welcome to Fresh Summit, and uh, I'm so glad that you're here. What great guests to have on the show today. We just had three members from Produce Marketing Association, as well as Chef Megan from HealthyLiving101.com. I appreciate everybody sticking around, and welcome to PMA Fresh Summit. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.